0: So don't worry, you're enough podcast. I'm Diane Roberts, and I'm Michaela Bennett.
1: Hey friends, Michaela here to tell you about our fun event on Saturday, May 14th. We have a Stan Hewitt Hall and Gardens outing, which we spoke it into existence a couple episodes ago on the podcast, and so now we're actually doing it. So we are super excited. And if you can come out and join us, we would absolutely love that. Again, it's Saturday, May 14th at 11 a.m. We're going to meet and we can tour the gardens um, as a self-tour, take as much time as we'd like to. And we also can bring a picnic lunch to hang out at the beautiful Stan Hewitt Gardens as well. So if that's something that interests you, pack your favorite snacks. Um... Let us know whether you text us or you send us a message on social media to let us know that you'll be there. That would be great. Um, tickets right now are $15. However, if we get 10 people or more, we do get a group discount. So that would take probably 4 or $5 off for a group of 10 or more. And so if you have never been there, it is absolutely beautiful. It's just sitting right in Akron, Ohio, kind of our backyard or front yard, depending on where you are. And we would just love to see as many people as we can there. The gardens are super simple to walk through, so it does not take an experienced walker or hiker to make that trek. And we're hoping for beautiful weather to just enjoy spring and um, good times with good people. So we hope to see you there at Stan Hewitt Hall Saturday, May 14th at eleven AM.
0: Hi. Hi friends. <laughs> was, Hola. I was, amigos. I was trying to go off of you and it did not
1: it did not work. So hello.
0: Welcome back. Hola to Guten Tag our Show. Buenos Dias. <sighs> Bonjourno. Um I just bought a Spanish speaking uh class, like a Ooh. a uh it was uh, because i did like eight years of spanish so many years ago and i've always wanted to just be fluent and i just bought a program that not one of those popular ones but like from an actual speaker and i still have to do it but we'll see how it goes (laughs) we'll see if it unlocks a part of my brain that has been (laughs) that that file folder has been like hidden for quite a while
1: i think it will because i remember doing an app I think in 2020 it was not Babbel, but it was something else where like learn a language and I cannot remember what I was trying to do. Something completely different just because you know, just needed something different. Just try. Something, I remember yeah. exactly. But I remember going back to French and I can't speak it as well as I could. But when it came to the the different portions of the app, as far as like, okay, what's the noun? What's the verb? Um, how to finish the sentence yada yada i was like holy crap i was like flying through it and i'm like i know exactly what this says or i know how this is conjugated or i know what they're talking about so that made me feel really good so i think if you had eight years back in kind of your like formative years i think it'll come back easier than you think
0: Um, i think so too
1: i think it'll be that's awesome i'm proud of you
0: Woohoo! well we'll see i know that that our last episode we were talking about like passions and, and things we're interested in and hobbies and that's always something that I was interested in but I never could like pull the trigger on getting that like really mm-hmm. buckling down and getting it and I'm like okay I'm gonna spend the money I'm gonna do the program and yeah. it's like and also the nice part about it is I know I don't talk about my my day job because I it's just confidential but the there are some things we can keep to ourselves <laughs> but right. but some of the people that i work so some of the people that i work with are spanish speakers so I was talking to one of the guys that I work with, and I was telling him about this, and he goes, "Oh, yes." He's like, "The minute you want to just have conversation, goes, I will only speak to you in Spanish if that helps." And like people, Spanish speakers, like the south of, at least the ones that I have are the south. They're really from South America. They're not, you know, okay. Mexican, or Mexico or Spain. They're usually South American. They are so kind to oh, try to awesome. get the language. Anyways, that's not what our topic is <laughs> today. But <laughs> just no, thought. but I love it. That's
1: a perfect transition. We are talking about polar polar topics here as far as kind people. And oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. So kind that's people. kind people. <laughs> so what I, what I had brought up a couple times, Michaela and I, just in different conversations, has been, gosh, there's so many difficult people that we have in our lives and how we react to them, how we deal with them, how, like, what do we do? And there's a lot of underlying reasons why people can be difficult, but I wanted to just talk about like ways to deal with difficult people <laughs> and and you know what what does that really mean to be difficult, and is mm. it really us that is the one that's sort of projecting you know on this like why are they difficult to us and mm. why? Can't we have more grace maybe towards those people? I don't know. But we all have difficult people in our lives, right? I mean, it's just... Ain't that the truth. Amen. So you know us. We love our Bob Goff in that living grace, walk, and love. He has a bunch of things about difficult people. And for being such a... Kind, just out there, love everyone, love your neighbor kind of attitude. I'm sure he does come across a lot of people who are extremely difficult, not as happy go lucky as him. I experience the same thing. You know, I come across people in my life who I'm like, why is this person just so miserable? And it drives me crazy, and a lot of times it has nothing to do with you. It's an inner pain. They could physically be in pain, which is causing them to be miserable. They could have underlying, you know, underlying health problems. They could have really the world kind of taken away from them. So I mean, it's kind of having some perspective. So I just to kind of take it from like what we were doing last week. You had the uh, the book. I have the Living Grace, Walk in Love. So it's actually. Um, if you have the book, it's 113 is the is the one but it says the way we love difficult people is the best proof. the tomb is empty. So he says, The way we love difficult people is the best evidence we have that the tomb is empty, and we've said it is. We spend a lot of time talking about exactly how it happened how Jesus defeated death and made grace the currency we would spend for the rest of history. We have beautiful ambitions for everyone around us. We want people to know they're forgiven. We want them to know evil won't have the last word. We want them to know Jesus isn't a philosophy or a worldview or just a historical figure. The best way for us to convince people love one over death and is still alive is to live like his love is still alive in us. We won't convince people with our arguments or Bible verses, which isn't me. I'm not, that's not me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that. We'll move, we'll move them with the kind of sacrificial love that precludes every other explanation. So the resurrection says God loves the good people and the difficult ones too. And I think Bob had had a thing where it's like, you got to love difficult people because you are one. You know, Mm -hmm. I always thought that was funny. Don't downplay the story and miss the message by only loving the easy ones. Because that's Mm. obviously easy. Go a little deeper with your love. Engage the people you've avoided. Delight in how different they are. Will they still be hard to love? You bet. Do it anyways. And one of his questions is, who's the difficult person in your circle? What can you do to change your perspective about them? And... I at that time I I was thinking about <clears throat> a person that I know where everything is a chore for them. It's s- just miserable through and through and I mm. have some friends of mine that know who I'm speaking about and they are just a miserable person by nature. And and when I look at them and break it down and actually go deeper into who they are. They have had a lot of very difficult health issues that they've had to overcome. They're probably physically in pain. They've had some deaths in their family, a lot of unfair things. So if I look at the personality that's kind of coming out every time I interact with them, it makes it easier for me to see like, Mm gosh, you are hurting. And this is how it bubbles to the surface is you just complain to everyone around you and you make people around you feel miserable. And you wish you could turn a mirror on some people like that, but there's not, I don't think there's a really healthy way to do that. Um, It makes me, the difficult thing that I come across is that I don't want to be around those people. It's exhausting. Yeah
1: because everything you say everything you do is just shot down and it's like well no wonder you're miserable because you've built a fortress around yourself and the wall is impenetrable and if you want to keep living like this you're going to be lonely and even more miserable and try to have a nice life even though you won't you know and it's I like what you just said that you know people are hurting and we all are but for whatever reason we're more drawn to the people that express it very verbally or externally as opposed to the people that kind of suffer in silence because if they because if you don't know what's going on you don't know what's going on but difficult people make it very um, telling to whoever they're around and I guess it kind of is for attention, but it's attention that they don't necessarily want to receive. They just want to be, I don't know, I guess maybe heard in that moment, you know, of like. Um,
0: I wonder if they know. Having an audience. They, yeah. I wonder if they know. I bet they don't. Like if they know that they're no. difficult or that they know that they complain a lot. I don't think people do. I,
1: I think one of the keys to society turning over a new leaf is for all of us to have a very healthy dose of self-awareness. And that makes people uncomfortable because for some people, it'll be like turning on a light switch as far as I can become very awake to myself and my tendencies and kind of how I'm perceived by others, myself, how how I present myself in the world. And then there's other people who are like, well, I just don't care. I just don't have time for that. And they think they're fine as they are. And it's like, those are the people that need the most help. But how do you help them?
0: How? Uh, I think it's an awareness. Like you said, I I think of myself, like if, if we go back to the co- the comment of like, love difficult people because you are one. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, at all. I know that I'm a difficult person. Sometimes I can be a difficult person to understand um, like intentions and things like that. I know it wasn't until, so I was one of these people, if you can, uh, if you can believe it. And I remember uh, Jason specifically saying to me like, Hey, you complain a lot about theater. Like every Mm -hmm. time you're in it, you complain all the time and he goes and it's exhausting and I'm pretty much done hearing about it Mm. and at the time I was really like I that's not what I want to hear but when I actually sat with it I'm like you know what you're right and that was a difficult conversation for us to have because it was a little biting at the time if that's the correct word like it felt like it stung you know for him to say that to me but but I was like, you're right. You're right. And I and, and I didn't even, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't even realize I was doing it until he pointed it out to me. Um, but that's in a safe and lo- loving marriage that he said that to me. Yep. I don't know from, this person is that I'm thinking about is not a friend of mine. They're not, we're not close. They're not. So for me to like kind of go out of my way specifically and be like, hey, you know, you complain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. there's like a softer way to do that but I would think in a friendship like in a friendship or if you have a family member or something like that they're, they're I think the way to deal with difficult people would be I guess because honestly I think I mean and people who know me personally I'm probably just gonna call you out on it <laughs> I mean I hate to say it but that's like a good and a bad part of my personality is I will speak it into existence like I'll just say it out loud but I also need to learn to be more soft in the delivery of of hey you know like for instance I'm thinking of like my uh my one brother-in-law And I yelled at him the other day because, I mean, in a fun way, because I was like, you just think you know everything, don't you? (laughs) Because that's the way his personality comes off. I go, every time I say something, you always just like counter it with something else. Mm -hmm. You never just like take it for face value. You always have to have an answer. And he's like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I am the difficult person, everyone. That's That I'm trying to say. (laughs) That is very good
1: self-awareness. This is
0: me bringing it to the table that I am a difficult person and I apologize to all of you.
1: (laughs) Well, I think too, even now that you're just having this um, (laughs) this moment and take all the time you need. um, Yes, it comes down to awareness, but even as you were saying, throughout my entire life, I have always found it difficult to for as much as i wanted connection with people i found it difficult to connect because i was so misunderstood and it wasn't until eons later that i go through like becoming an enneagram coach course where it's like holy crap i understand now and Enneagram for me gave me so much more self-awareness in a very kind and not judgmental way which that's the thing it's like there's the age old saying it's not what you say but how you say it but then i also right. think it could be it is what you say because there are things that you say that it they're going to it's going to fall and it's going to land and then there's things that's I, automatically I'm thinking of a parable. And I think it's in Matthew that Jesus spoke about where it's like the, the seed that like it fell on oh, like yeah. a rocky path or it fell on weeds. And obviously like if seeds fall on weeds, nothing's going to grow except more weeds. Can't remember what the third one was, but then like you try to plant seeds in like good soil. So it's like have an awareness of like, what you're saying how you're saying but also your audience like if you know you're trying to say something helpful like i know i have done this and i've it's like backfired almost every single yeah time. it
0: always does yeah
1: knowing your audience and like knowing the ground like if, if you if you interpret the people that you're a person or people you're talking to like as a type of soil like if they are kind of always having a rocky disposition then you know that whatever you throw at it is just going to bounce off you know or if someone is a little bit more perceptive, you know, they have some good soil, they've kind of cleaned out the rocks, cleaned out the weeds, either with your help, a professional's help, or a loved one, you know, then you can kind of say an encouraging thing or kind of be like, hey, like, do you just like not take anything I say at face value? Like, and again, it was what you said and how you said it in a joking manner that didn't come across as like, I need to berate you because I've lost all patience, you know, it didn't have (laughs) to turn into that. (laughs) For some people, maybe that's the only way to get through to them. And that's like what works for one doesn't work for all, which is super hard to be like, yay, there's one answer for how to handle difficult people. And it's this. But um, know yourself and know your audience. But you can like try to keep going at it because I feel like that's kind and maybe one day it'll get through. But I feel like trying to like beat down the door all the time is not going to be kind or... As beneficial as we think it is, does that make sense? I'm using a lot of analogies.
0: No, um, I, the know know your, know your audience. What did you say? Yeah. Know your audience and know
1: your audience. Like know yourself, like what you say and how you're saying it, but also like know your audience to know that you. This can isn't going to go over. Feel well. how receptive yeah. or how turned off someone would be. So it's up to you if you want to keep pushing that envelope as far as like, hey, I got to say this thing to you no matter what. How however you're going to take it, or, or if you release like, you know it. What? Yeah, it's not the right time, or I'm not the right person to say it. Whatever. Exactly.
0: And sometimes when the difficult people are in your family, yeah, that can be a whole other conversation. When it's people external yeah. to you, you yeah. can really just release them. Honestly, yeah. if, if you don't work with them or their their former friends or their acquaintances that just cause you strife, you can release them. I, I know it's yeah. tough to do. And that's probably not what we're supposed to do as Christians. <laughs> but uh, if we're just supposed to love our neighbor and just go out and love everybody, you can do that, but it cannot be reciprocated. You don't have to like bury yourself into a hole of like, okay, I, I'm just going to keep trying and I'm just going to keep, you know, digging into this, like digging into this hole that's going nowhere of trying to get through to this person. I think there is grace and just. Re- releasing it and letting it go and just kind of moving on with your life. And just like, there've been many instances where, uh, not just acquaintances, but relationships that I've been in too, um, where I'm just like, it's time to go. I need to release this. This is not the best. This, this is a very difficult person. There's no way to get through to them. And it's just like, okay, I release you <laughs> back into the world. Like I cannot continue down this path. It, uh, of like self uh like we're talking about Enneagram too it's like I also Enneagram as well not Enneagram too but (laughs) like Enneagram of of especially being a six where I need to conserve like if I'm if I'm a six five like a six wing five I need to conserve my energy and my my uh interaction sort of energy and I And so if that's going to pull from my reserves of energy and joy and kindness and all the things that I want to expend, then I'm going to just release that and move on with my life. I guess that's where I kind of go back and forth and why I wanted to bring this up is because I'm getting this push pull in my life of there's going to be people that are super difficult or ones that you don't want to deal with, but that (sighs) love everybody, love your neighbor portion. If you are, if you do believe that that lives in you where you're like, well, I can't just give up, you know, I have to keep going, but you also, you know, it's that, that back and forth.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if I heard this in a sermon, so I don't know like how, "Quote unquote biblical," it is, but um, we do not have to love everybody up close. <laughs> so,
0: if
1: there are difficult people, I like that we can love from afar. And sometimes, like,
0: like you don't have to have a personal connection with everyone, yeah. right?
1: Because we don't have the time, space, or capacity. So if we if we know ourselves and our tendencies with that person whether it's at a birthday or it's christmas or it is a coworker or it's like you can't you have friends and it's like you can't hang out with just your friends because they always have to invite this one person this one person kind of disrupts the whole mojo mm-hmm. um but it just is what it is it's like yeah we can we can love from afar because if we know our tendencies and if we know that, Hey, I just don't have capacity to sit by this person, whether it's for like half hour or however long this party or this event is lasting, then I think that is okay. Cause if it's, if it's taking life away from you, that's also not beneficial. Like if you're continually putting yourself or finding yourself next to this person or people, and if there's not, an, an, I don't want to say enough bravery, but if there's not a point where you say, hey, I can't handle this. And that's very adult and mature to say without like blowing up and causing like a real housewives of whatever city situation of like hair pulling and whatnot. It doesn't have to get to that. You know, Hollywood does not teach us how to handle our conflict well. So we should not look to them for how to handle our conflict well. That's my two cents. But it's okay to be like hey i can say hi because i have to and like then i have to walk away you know i don't have to stay engaged if it's something that is like harmful or it's not going to add any like benefit you know what i mean like because how many people have we tried to talk to and walked away from and being like i can't get those that time back i tried and sometimes it's okay that you don't have to try or like go above and beyond again that's like super specific but
0: no 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 and that's exactly what I needed to hear because I was struggling with the personal aspect like like you were saying I keep wanting to pull everyone into me and that I need to be the solver I need to be the one that is not solving all their problems but they don't have to be so personal to me so you can have difficult mm. people in your life, but they don't have to – you don't have to – I guess what I'm trying – like, what, what am I trying to say? That's what – that's what I needed to hear, I guess, is because I keep pulling people mm. into me, thinking that mm. I need to to make it more personal and and, and that it's about – I guess that's probably what it is, is I'm making it about me. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm making it about me, and I'm like, well, what do I need to do? Or why is this bothering me? Why is this? Yeah, that's what it is. Sorry, okay. guys. I just solved it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a therapist. <laughs> no, it's about me. <laughs>
1: but Some people do, and we very much encourage that here.
0: Yeah, um, right? So Is it kind of to be more introspective,
1: because I like this journey that we're on. When you kind of pull people in, is it a, is it a sense of you want to fix it for your benefit or for their benefit
0: mine mm. yeah I, that's what i'm just coming to realize is yeah. that I, it, they're difficult because it's a, a hindrance to me mm. so when i think about someone in particular that you and i both know yep. <laughs> and you know i'm gonna send it to you now Yep. just brainwaves um the difficultness of that person was a hindrance to me. And it was Mm. annoying to me. And it was, uh, there were things that I was like, "Ugh," you know, or something about that. And I'm like, well, it's not about you. If you, Mm. you know, they were, I guess what I'm saying is they were making, I was thinking they were a difficult person because they're difficult to me. Hmm. Like they're, I'm, they're interrupting either my flow or they're a hindrance to the way I like to do things or the way I like to interact with people. And it was, so maybe that makes me the difficult person. No, but you
1: bring up an interesting point of,
0: it's like perspective. There are probably
1: people out there that like, it seems as if difficult people follow them or they're attached right you know what i mean like certain personalities like i'm gonna hang with you even though it kind of makes no sense or maybe it does make sense that we just can't see it so that's another good point as far as like if you i don't i don't i don't know if it's bad karma if, the, if all this bad energy is still kind of like coming around you but maybe there is a lesson to that as far as hey maybe i want to like take it and fix it or <sighs> Maybe there is a light that you have in you that they see and they don't know how yet to ask about it or they just want it. You know what I mean? Like you're around people all the time that like you really like and admire or from afar or close. And you're like, dang, if I could like just spend a whole day with them, you know, I would just get so much of their aura or like whatever the heck people say. But, yeah, when difficult people are like you work with and it's like I can't not see you every like. I'm always see you at work or it's like I can't or they come up to you at your desk and you're like, all right, how much time is this conversation going to last? And you're kind of like, how do you how do you divert? You know, because it's like people get talking. Sometimes
0: they just don't stop. I, and that's just yeah, another
1: conversation. But yeah, it's no, it's, that people could flock to you and you're like, I don't know why or the other.
0: And know. maybe it isn't a flocking. It's just that our brains tend to focus on the negative. And, yeah. and it's the same concept of like they always talk about celebrities and, and or not just celebrities, but social media in general where you could get a million r- raving reviews and you'll get one terrible one and you will fixate yep. on that one terrible review. And we got a terrible review on our on our podcast and it cracked me up <laughs> and I was just. I just thought it was hilarious that someone took the time to give us a bad review. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but all of the glowing reviews and all of the lovely comments and all of the things that, and so I think it kind of falls into that, is the difficult people mm-hmm. stand out because they are part of the norm of your everyday <clears throat> like shine your light, like people Mm -hmm. are kind and and welcoming and lovely and all the things. And then you get one thorn and you're like, ooh, that kind of disrupted my normal uh, flow of things. So they stand out more.
1: And sometimes I want to say, when it comes in that kind of, depending on what it is you're posting and what kind of feedback you're getting, sometimes I want to think that it might be a healthy dose of reality now if someone is like because again celebrities for sure have their whole lives depend like depending on who they are on social media so whether they look a certain way dress a certain way eat a certain thing do it like we're, they're all under a microscope mm-hmm. you know so if someone is intentionally like calling out harm to them then that's probably not a healthy dose of reality but in this case of hey this is a individual we don't know who they are um that gave us a podcast review that was not <laughs> good it's like we all we both looked at each other like in our minds we're like that's okay because as you said you're not either, gonna be for everyone the last one like we're not we're just two friends that are talking and the rest of you are listening you know so right. we made it up we made it a public conversation and we're not experts we're not professionals we're not like kind of offering something to like hey listen to us and we'll give you this you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. this is our lives we're sharing our lives you can listen if you want so if they were looking for like i don't know something to change their life, <laughs> it, maybe it didn't happen and i'm sorry that if that's you know the case but um for uh, i think for me that was a healthy dose of reality it's like oh for not sure everyone's gonna like what you do and there's that yeah. there's that Tiny bit of acceptance, but again, depending Mm -hmm. on how you say it and what you say, reflects poorly on the person saying it. Because if you don't have the kindness or decency to filter yourself,
0: then you have bigger issues than what you're commenting to me on. Yeah, and you know what? And to make it a positive thing, actually, is the so when I read that review, and it wasn't awful. It was just like they're not for me. It was you know I. I exaggerate. But they basically said, like, why would anyone listen to this podcast? It's not for me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ooh, that kind of stung a little bit. But when I think about our initial goal of what this was – they didn't understand our goal. So, and, and maybe we didn't articulate that well enough, but that's, that's totally fine. People aren't going to get your message yeah. on every podcast. There are podcasts that I've tried to listen to that I've unsubscribed from too, because I was like, eh, this isn't for me. But what that made mm-hmm. me feel was to turn it around was the words that you say are so important in that in the, the way like we've been talking about the words that you say and the and the way you say it and to whom even if you don't know that person writing writing a review is going to hurt somewhat like is so is it really necessary for that person to take the time out to write a bad review no it's not you know sh- that person i'm assuming it's a she but <laughs> like that they were they probably didn't think twice about uh, that we would f- actually read it and 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 f- process it, and so that made me actually think about things that I may have commented on or things mm. that I may have uh, uh, rated. But honestly, if I, for a podcast, if I didn't like a podcast, I just unsubscribe. I'm not gonna yeah, rate it poorly. Subscribe. I just am like move on with my life. So it makes we are me one of the
1: podcasts that don't use horrible language. We don't talk about yeah. or belittle people so in that sense it's like there's
0: we're also not celebrities we're not doing celebrity interviews yeah. they're not and doing i not to say there's crime say there's podcast
1: call us out on but it's not like we have this podcast to solely be um oh shoot what's the word we're like we don't have we're not living to be offensive
0: mm-hmm. in,
1: yeah. that, in that sense which that you can totally call us out on you know what i mean but it's like we're just two friends talk about life. And hey, if our lives are not interesting because they're not, that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, hey, we're OK,
1: like we are OK. And whoever that person is, I hope that they find some podcasts that speak to them, that they really enjoy, that they get something out of. And I hope that they are just blessed. So, so that's. What yeah. And
0: see. that's what I say. It's like, thanks for putting that, because it did help me realize that I may I need to be more aware of the person behind the the thing that i'm doing like it could even be a restaurant review mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like as simple as that that isn't really. really necessary for you to go on there and tell them that they're terrible
1: because <laughs> like... you you can say they're terrible without saying they're terrible uh, you know what i mean yeah and that it's has that means me. the person has to be a little bit more intelligent in the english language to know what to use to say exactly what they want to say without being like this sucks
0: I've actually become more. uh, So that's true to what you're saying. I've actually become more when I tell people about things, I'll usually say it wasn't for me. It wasn't like it wasn't a good thing for me. But you may like it. You may like that restaurant. You may like that movie. You may like that book or whatever. But personally, I didn't get anything out of it or I didn't have a great experience but you may like it so as opposed to just like sweeping statement of it so
1: and i think that's generous because then it gives that person the opportunity to create opinions for themselves without having your opinion be the one that leads them into that restaurant or to that movie or to that whatever i think that's very nice that's great love it well hey we're gonna wrap this up because we could keep talking for another three hours but We'll save that for shorter podcast episodes. (laughs) There goes my mic. Just completely fell out of my hands. It's fine. All right, thanks, friends. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye. Hey friends, thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a moment of anything fun. Be sure to follow us on social media at don't worry you're enough. You can send us a message at any time. We'd love to hear from you.